Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting. My name is Brent. With me is Megan, and we Hi. are leading this little podcast that is intended to be sort of a follow-up podcast from what we talk about at Eastlake on Sunday mornings. Also, something to get you through your week. Not that you need anything to get you through your week in this holiday season, because it just feels like time's going to fly by, and uh, it, it's... Uh, I'm I'm surprised you're even listening to this. I'm surprised you have time to even play this while you're working out or driving or doing whatever it is, <laughs> or maybe focusing, like sitting down intently and having sipping on some holiday beverage and listening to this and listening to this. <laughs> is that like, how anybody listens to podcasts? Maybe no, I don't. But <laughs> whatever it is, we're glad that you uh, found us and are listening to this. Favorite holiday beverage of choice uh, in this holiday? Oh. Do, do we talk about that real quick? Uh, you talked about chai latte. No, something. My wife made a new thing. This oh have yeah, you, have you Wassel, heard of it? right? Mm, well, yeah, she did that too. Oh, okay, no. You ever had a Tom and Jerry? No. All right, so she she made them like when I had the accident, but I I don't remember. I never saw the process of how she made them. She mm-hmm. heard about them from a friend. Uh, and then she started making them and it was great. And then, so last night I was like, Hey, it's kind of like the, I haven't had one since last Christmas. Let's, how about we make some Tom and Jerry's tonight? So she said, all right, so we are going to, uh, we are going to whip up some egg whites and it involves raw eggs, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know, Mm -hmm. but apparently, apparently someone else is not an issue anymore (laughs) or we have a really good life insurance policy. One of the two. (laughs) You could get like, um, pasteurized egg whites if you wanted to be a little bit safer. Yeah. Interesting. I have so we got some egg whites. We separated the yolk and the egg whites, and then Mm -hmm. she put the egg whites in a like a mixing bowl, Mm -hmm. and then added a little bit of cream of tartar or some sort of bonding agent, and then she just whipped them. Have you ever seen what happens to that? Yeah, it's meringue. That's unbelievable looking. (laughs) I like I I watched her pour that in, and then I saw the meringue end, and I was like, and she said something about you want stiff peaks. (laughs) I was was like, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know how you got really red right now by well, the way yeah <laughs> as you would I, d- I didn't know how to read that recipe right i thought maybe this was a dirty drink i but looking at what w- the result was knowing what went into it uh-huh. i was blown away megan and is she it was, alcoholic well and later you add oh, rum okay. and, and brandy if you want you don't have mm-hmm. to but um but just the fact of you uh, what i what i watched go into something and then get mixed it was like pure magic. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, "Where? What else are you putting into this to make it's this?" Like half of why I like baking because it's oh like chemistry and magic and yeah. then deliciousness. Unbelievable. Then you take the egg yolks and you mix in some vanilla and some cinnamon and you whip that up and then you f- you fold it into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't know it, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> fold it into it. And then you like, was your brain matter all over goodness. your kitchen I, last I was, night? Oh, I was lost. <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> Uh, then you heat up some milk. You put this little dollop of this whipped topping stuff on there, and you mix it. And oh my word, it is delicious! You need to come over for a game night sometime soon and okay. have a Tom and Jerry with me. I'm done. And uh, it was it was awesome. I probably won't be quite as mind blown as you sound like. Probably you were. not. Probably not. <laughs> no, but you will you will enjoy it. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So we did that while finishing off watching uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which mm-hmm. when I mentioned that to you just before pressing record, you said, oh, I've never seen that movie. Well, and I've I, seen parts of it. I don't oh, think I've ever seen man. all of it. All the way through. We cannot be friends. I, I, I don't know how we're doing this. How are we doing this? I don't like cats. You like cats. I love Christmas Vacation. <laughs> That's you what can't makes this work. It. Oh my gosh. The opposite attract, I guess. 
something. This would instead, be boring if we like all of the Instead, you are a Bing Crosby White yeah. Christmas Holiday Inn fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't have to bring Holiday Inn into it. But. <laughs> we talked. <laughs> she mentioned White Christmas and I, I said, isn't that the racist one? She goes, no, that's Holiday Inn. I have that one too. I said, oh my gosh, this podcast is going on the sidetracks. Yes. Well, White Christmas is our family's Christmas movie. We watch it every year. The, yeah. Now that we're adults, we watch it on Christmas Eve every year. But. We showed, so we showed White Christmas on the big screen here for one of the Winterfest things a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen it for a long time. I mean, I remembered pieces of it. And then I, I do remember when you were explaining to me the uh, premise of the Holiday Inn, mm-hmm. we also showed that one here, um, <laughs> which... <laughs> Had I known, I probably wouldn't have done so. I don't know. Anyways, I guess it's <laughs> Christmas and whatever. But yeah. um, oh my gosh! Uh, any any other movies that are on your agenda to watch before oh, Christmas um, uh, comes? Probably like Love Actually. That's one of my like okay. Christmasy time movies. My mother actually uh, actually um my mom yesterday found it and she's like, oh, I've already watched it once, and then like proceeded to sit down and watch it again. <laughs> Kylie watched The Family Stone uh, oh, yeah. just uh-huh. on Friday night with a girlfriend that we are friends with that um, every year. Every year they watch it. So that was their little holiday tradition, got that covered. We haven't watched Elf yet. We'll, we'll definitely watch Elf before then. Yeah, I'll probably watch Elf. It's a Wonderful Life. Does that make the cut for you? No. Not a fan? Well, I I don't know that I've seen that one all the way through either, honestly. Oh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I have to go. I mean, listen, I'm I not saying it's like the best one. I mean, there's some cheesy lines to it. But the the fact that you've said you've never watched it <laughs> just means I thought I lived a sheltered childhood. You were incredible. But, but apparently not sheltered enough to not watch Holiday Inn. So I don't even know what kind of a hol- uh, uh, childhood know. you had. I think we just had, I, I think there's different, like whatever your parents like or into, that's what you end up watching as a kid. And then as time goes on, there are certain things sometimes you miss. Like there on How I Met Your Mother, they had a whole episode about things that you should know by this time in your adulthood that you don't know yet. Yeah. And it's like that. <laughs> Confession. Never watched How I Met Your Mother. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just not, not genuinely not interested. Uh, but that's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm all right with it. Um, yeah. I, uh, so one of our, one of our favorite, um, podcast that Kylie and I listen to. I've mentioned it so many times, but mm-hmm. they they do a thing called Cinema Side Piece. They just started doing it and they put out their vote. You get to vote if you're a Patreon supporter of their podcast on what side piece you want them to talk about. It's typically an older movie that they'll they'll rewatch and they'll then provide commentary along the way about what things happened, what the history was behind the movie, did you know, blah 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 blah. Um, and uh, so they came out their list last night, and I showed it to Kylie. It included Home Alone. This is what they want to do a mm-hmm. Christmas uh, side piece thing. Home Alone, classic. We just watched that one. Super classic. Uh, Elf. Uh, the what's the one that I just mentioned that she just watched? The oh, Family Stone. Family Stone, and It's a Wonderful Life. So those are the four options. Of those four, which would you be most interested in hearing two random people you've never met talk about at for like an hour? Probably Home Alone. Really. What what's what's uh what's an unknown <laughs> about Home Alone that you would like uncovered? I don't know. I just think it'd be entertaining to hear people talk about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when the spider got out? That was crazy, huh? Remember when that pan hit him in the face? Or like That's all crazy. the like fake like all the stunt things, like what all the stunt I things just, had to happen. I yeah. Don't know. Which one did you want to hear about? I would want to hear 
probably It's a Wonderful Life, just because it's so much older. Um, and th- the, I think there's probably an innocentness to It's a Wonderful Life. And if you could hear some of the backstory about, oh, yeah, but so-and-so had a drinking problem, you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm, Yeah. I just think that there'd be a lot more interesting Just another highlight of the differences between you and I. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, keep me interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we are looking for, I mean, it, it feels like the oh, the season is finally here. We finally got up our, our tree in the lobby, our lights on the stage. We're doing a, a tree on the stage this week, and nice. we announced our Christmas uh, Eve service times, and uh, it's just a good good season of life, fun times, and we hope that uh, you've got some incredible Christmas uh, uh, traditions planned. We started our, or continued our Christmas tradition here at Eastlake of doing an Advent series. Advent um, has been kind of a, a traditional thing for the church for a long time. It, the, the definition is technically like in, uh, awaiting the arrival of the king and his kingdom. And uh, it's all about, we're all, we are out about, uh, we are all about inter, <laughs> not interpretation. What am I trying to say there? I have I'm, no idea. I'm botching this up. I didn't know what you're, I didn't know where you were going. I know. So I can't help we you. are all about the anticipation <laughs> of Christmas more so than any other holiday. So you build into that and the anticipation of the incarnation through Jesus coming in the form of a child uh, or the hope of the world, all of that kind of plays into it. So I, I, I love teaching uh, a series like this because uh, it's fun to talk about Christmas. And uh, in spite of my love of it, I invited my mom to come <laughs> and, uh, and and participate in week one of this Advent series. So she, she was here yesterday. She, she did. This was her uh, third time. Uh, speaking for us, but it's been a couple years. Um, she got busy with some other stuff, and well, then we hired Margo too. So it was yeah. like if I wasn't speaking, it was typically Margo. Um, so uh, we kind of went away from that, but it's it's it was great to have her back. I don't know that she had done it in the theater before. I think she was. I think she at, has. Did she one time? Uh, I think one time she's okay because I know the she theater. did it when we were at the school. My dad did it at the school once too, but I don't think I was there for that. Um, but she's awesome and, uh, has some great stuff to, uh, talk about. She did. So the funny thing is, um, she sent me her notes like on Monday of the week prior or even before that they were gone on a trip. So probably before that Mm -hmm. and said, Hey, if you could come up with some humor parts, write some, some funny stuff. I want to be funny. Um, (laughs) but I'm not funny. So help me be funny. And, uh, then I I didn't have anything much for her uh, even the two things i wrote it was just like it's weird when it's like not your delivery do yeah. you know what i mean uh-huh. so um but what i did do was i said all right um i want to try and consolidate all of your thoughts into kind of one theme for this thing and we're going to call it there's something about mary and she goes <laughs> that's great that's a great idea and i said it's based on a movie you know right and she's like, oh, I didn't know that, right? She had no idea about this movie. <laughs> and then she's like, what's the movie? Should I watch it before? Do I, do I need to watch it to do research? And I was like, no, I, we don't need any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I think if you watch the movie, then you would probably tell me, I, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to say from the front there's something about Mary. Uh-huh. So I had to like do this like secretive, like, oh, yeah, it's a movie, but don't worry about it. It's cool. Everybody will understand. <laughs> And she went with it, which I'm so proud of her for doing, right? Because I'm sure she Googled it, saw it was rated R and Cameron Diaz, uh, uh, whatever. Anyways, yeah. um, so, but she she played along, which is awesome. And she had some <laughs> great thoughts and good points. And yeah. 
uh, central figure of the nativity scene and of the whole Christmas story. I mean, really, the the hero of the story with the most agency was Mary in this story. It wasn't the disciples, you know, or not the disciples, the shepherds who, you know, came into town or whatever. It wasn't the wise men who traveled. It wasn't even Joseph who apparently did nothing in this thing, you know. <laughs> um, his His big thing was... He didn't kick her out. He didn't do something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the sin of omission, or yeah. the 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 benefit of omission. Whereas for her, it was uh, the response. It mm-hmm. was the choosing of joy. It was all of the yeses that led up to this yes. Like I don't think she did this in isolation. I think yeah. I think that you don't make a decision like that in isolation. You, that comes as a result of the discipline previously to say yes to all of the other things. If I mm-hmm. wanted to go lift 400 pounds uh, today at the gym, I could not do that. You know, <laughs> It would have required me to say yes to lifting 100 pounds six months ago, or let's be real, seven years ago to get me to that <laughs> spot. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the point of, uh, of yesterday. But yeah, uh, so I'll pass it off to yeah. you real quick. Thoughts from, from your side of things? It's my mom, so I have a hard time being uh, like, yeah. well, super critical, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. She's, you did a pretty good job in between services of being like, hey, I, what about yeah, this? Yeah, so what we about need this? between services, and I, I did. <laughs> I don't think she's used to it. Um, and I am more used to it, so I was just like, yeah. all right, here's four things I would change. Yeah. And I just read them real quick, and I could see your face like... <laughs> But I was, we were a little short on time because yeah. she went a little bit long, her, her own admission, right? <laughs> uh, she went a little bit long, and then we got caught up in the lobby. And so I was in there, and I was just trying to get it done yeah. quickly. And so I didn't do the whole, you know, say five things good for everything bad. Yeah. It was just like, hey, that didn't make sense. That slide was on the screen, and you never read it one time. Yeah. <laughs> you got to read it if it's on the screen. You're driving me crazy. I'm just sitting there watching you going, say it, say it, say it, say it. And you didn't. <laughs> and I don't even know what she said the rest of the time because I was so focused on you not saying it. I think that that's a you problem more than it other might people. be. I'm just but. yeah, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, I could tell like when I was reading through my things, I was you, like, you were oh, like, he really did have some critiques for her. Yeah. And then we go, do you have anything? And you're and just smiling like, sweetly, nope, going, I'm no, good. my life was totally changed. <laughs> I will never forget this talk for as not, long as I live. not quite that extreme. I will name my children after this talk. <laughs> I also don't have a relationship with your mom. I know. So. I know. <laughs> she probably wondered what you were doing in the room no, beforehand. No, I introduced myself. Because oh, okay. so. <laughs> I don't think, I didn't introduce you to her. No, I introduced myself yeah. to her. Hi, yeah, hi, I'll be critiquing you this yeah, afternoon. I didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, I think the couple points that kind of stood out to me was when the, so she talked about the small yeses that you say that build up to saying yes to something big that got asked of you. And I think that's really, it's a pretty powerful point, uh, especially for someone who calls themselves a Christian. And um, like it doesn't happen. Like God doesn't ask you to do something huge and life-changing right away. He asks you to say yes to really small things first. And um, then that practice of saying yes and doing those things is what helps you to kind of make it the big stuff happen so it's so true in all of life like we mm-hmm. anticipate and we think we want to over spiritualize the moment and always make big decisions the reality is you will make very few major decisions in your life now you need to get those major decisions right mm-hmm. um who you're going to marry where you're going to live what you're going to do for work um you know significant things like that but it's going to be a lot of the minor decisions along the way that make that major decision an easy one um if you want to eventually buy a house someday, you you probably need to be pretty dang smart with your money in the short term. So what it does is it validates the seemingly 
minute uh, events in life. Like it's not a big deal for me to say yes to God in this way. Mm-hmm. It's only I'm only giving five, you know, five bucks, or I'm only serving this, or I'm only showing up. Like like even just the decision to show up uh, for a church service or for something or for other people or a friend who's hurting or whatever. The decision to show up that's a small decision. It's not like this huge life changing thing. We try and make it sometimes feel like oh. Um, you know, I, I want to be there for a friend who will never forget how far I flew or how far I drove to be with them in this deep. Yeah, but I moment. think that that's not as powerful. Like in that analogy, like the really small day to day continual yes is so much more powerful than the big like showy yeah event. Yeah, knowing, absolutely. Like that- knowing that you can just that this person will say yes to me and will be there for me, and I'm. And I don't mean say yes, like they always agree or always are doing what I want them to do, but just that they're saying yes to being part of that relationship with me and to making sure that we are both having what's best for us in our life. That's a way more powerful relationship than doing something huge and showy. Yeah. And I think that's the same with us and God saying God looking at us and us saying yes to him and saying, yes, I will do that. And I will make those choices to live my life the way you want me to live it is way more powerful for him than only saying yes to something big and showy. Yeah. We don't know the backstory of Mary. We don't know that she said yes to this and then she said yes to this and that. Mm -hmm. We led it to this and this and this. We don't know any of that. But what I do know is you don't just make that decision in that moment. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if you didn't have any sort of like preamble with God and then make yeah. like some angel came to you and was like, you're going to be pregnant. I'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I'd be like, right? what did I eat away from me? Satan. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Get out of here with that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that she was engaged, that there was a process in, involved in that, that, um, that when she, that when she became pregnant, like it felt like, a shocker to everybody that that would happen while they were engaged. Not like, well, that's pretty typical of Mary. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that just feels like there was a lot of yeses that led up to it. So I like that because I don't, I don't typically preach to the in the big moments. You can say yes, like you can have the courage and the strength mm-hmm. and the faith to step out and do something crazy, right? Um, definitely more of my style is most of your life is lived 95, 99% of your life is lived in the minutia, but that minutia does make a difference and it's small investments over time, small investments over time. So, um, I think the story of Advent kind of teaches us that a lot. And, uh, just like that faithfulness of Mary of, cause I mean, cause you know, yeah, we don't know her backstory, but you know that you don't say some, you don't say yes to something that big without having relationship and stuff. And so that's a powerful, a very powerful example of how God builds that relationship with us so that we can say yes to something big and wonderful that he has planned for us. Yeah. So. All right. I've got two things about my mom's experience <laughs> that have nothing to do with her talk. Are we done? Can we? Well, I, my other one that yeah, I really okay, want to talk good. about is choosing joy. Yeah. I think that was a really powerful thing that your mom said that I'm not sure she realized. Um, I get the privilege of reading people's cards after they go to service. Sure. And a couple of people mentioned um, that that really impacted them. Yeah. And um, that they wanted to be better at doing that. And so I also, uh, a few years ago, I 
when, so one of my verses that I kind of carry with me all the time is rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, and that is for me, that's that choosing joy piece. Um, I don't, I, I choose joy in the sorrow. I choose joy in all of the things that doesn't mean I'm not sad or I'm not angry, but I ultimately, when I look at it, I choose joy. And, um, I think that that really, uh, speaks to how like I live my life and how I love people because when I'm choosing joy, I'm so much more able to love people even when maybe they are not the most lovable. Yeah. And so when my heart is in the place of being joyful about whatever my circumstances, then I'm better able to, um, you know, do the work that God has called me to do. Yeah. And she had a little tagline on there too. It was something about choosing joy, even when you don't have all the answers and won't experience deliverance. Yeah. So if I get, if I get deliverance, like if I get out of this debt or out of this relationship or out of this problem and you rescue me, then that, that produces joy. Well, of mm-hmm. course it does. Even for people who don't identify that with uh, some sort of a, a Christ or God thing, right? Anytime you're out of, you find yourself out of a problem, that's not, you're not choosing joy, you're experiencing joy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or having all the answers, like all these final answers for all these questions that I have, like in our ignorance and in our blindness, um, that we can still choose joy in that as opposed to once I know everything, that's when I'll choose joy. Once when I have a, a background for why these things are happening to me, that that's when I'll be satisfied and then choose joy. That's not choosing joy. That's experiencing yeah. it. <laughs> choosing joy is different. Choosing yeah. joy is different. Good. All right. Two things real quick about one, a couple of things that I observed uh, and have nothing to do with her message. She did awesome. You should listen to it. Go to eastlaketristities.com slash talks and watch it, listen to it, whatever. Um, one is her, uh, she works part-time for my dad at Faith Assembly as in their church. And she's kind of like their, she has like their, their culture kind of decor slash, you know, she has massive input in the first time guest experience walking through the doors of the building. Okay. Um, and so I saw her walking around yesterday, like discreetly pulling at her camera and taking pictures of like all the things. (laughs) So like, so what happened was. We we have those wooden fence boards that are out on on the uh, lobby. Do you uh-huh, remember those? Yeah. Okay, that we built, we did those in 2014 because I went to Lowe's and I was like, I just need a cheap fix. And fence boards are, lo and behold, actually fairly cheap if you get the cheap ones. Mm-hmm. So we bought these fence boards, and like three months later, I went to my dad's church, and their cafe had the exact same fence boards up <laughs> on the side. I was like, cool, that's great, man. I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea what we were doing, right? Uh, so then yesterday... Oh, wait, that's what you've, like, faced all of the, like, yeah. bar and stuff with. Those okay, are yeah, all yeah, just, yeah. like, not even cedar. Like, yeah. what's less than cedar? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's the board that we use. Dollar twenty-five a, a board. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I saw her yesterday taking pictures of, like, our, our coffee board... <laughs> And like how uh, things were set up and, and the video, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that, so I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see how that plays uh-huh. out uh, at their church in a few months. But, uh, and then, okay, so we showed this, uh, this fantastic transition video this last oh, week. Oh yeah, it was Flight of the Concords. Like it was beautiful. Oh, so good. So good. good. <laughs> so good. They have a new HBO special uh, <laughs> live from London. They haven't been out in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, or, no, sorry, 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 sorry. They, their show started 10 years ago. They ran for, I think, three or four seasons, and then, then they've kind of done some tours and stuff. And he was, Jermaine was in some some movies. Yeah, um, he was in Moana. Yeah, yeah, he was. He plays the crab. He was also in Dinner for Schmucks. He was the <laughs> photographer guy. 
<laughs> and then he comes out on this live in London, and by the way, looks old and makes a comment about, hey, this is what happens when you haven't seen somebody who's famous for like six years. <laughs> they look older, don't they? It was so great. And their their humor is fantastic. Uh-huh. The whole the whole dang show was great. But this was their opening song that they did, this father and son conversation. <laughs> and I remember watching it, turning to Kyla going, that we have to show that. And she's like, it's too long. It's too long. It's like, it was like the original version was five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. Chris was able to cut it down to like four without losing too much content or humor. Um, but super funny and actually really clean. Like yeah. one word that we had to pull out uh, that was part of the cut. But other than that, like, just an amazing thing. Um, I, and I, I don't want to like try and explain it cause I will ruin, I will botch it yeah. and I don't want to do that cause it's too perfect. And that's the experience my mom had yesterday at lunch. We went out to lunch with my dad, uh, after service, he got done at his church and then he called us up and said, let's all meet for lunch and debrief and see how everything went. So we're sitting there and she goes, and my mom goes, Oh, they showed the best video. <laughs> and, and then watching her try to explain it to my dad and knowing that she's also like they're they're more obviously more conservative and come from a uh, their church is more conservative and mm-hmm. so even a movie like that where a guy's you know his wife left him yeah. and it's like like they would never show that and she said that like three times we could never show it at our church but it was really funny and <laughs> and then watching her try to explain having only watched it twice you know like or or maybe well, I don't know anyways. Um, it was just, it was comical. And she was like trying to ask me to like help her fill in some of the blanks. Of course you didn't. And I was just like, no, I'm going to watch you swim down that river. I'm excited. <laughs> no, you got it. You're nailing it. It's so good. <laughs> Guys, you need to do that to your parents sometime. So, Oh, but always fun to have her. Um, I think my dad is going to come over in the um, spring. Yes, confirmed. He is confirmed. March. Something third weekend in March when I'm in Vegas for March Madness, my dad's gonna come over and speak for us. So nice, uh, pretty excited about that as well. All right, um, I think it's probably time to yeah. transition to our say something interesting, our thing that we found interesting this week, something we read, watched, or experienced that mm-hmm. we feel like we just we would be remiss to not remiss pass along. To definitely, you. The that's word. The, that's the right word, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will let you go first. Okay. How does that sound? Um, Margot came through for me this week. <gasps> she so, did. Yeah. I knew she would. Uh, Hi, Margot. Hi, Margot. Uh, she also told me Sorry that... about your Steelers. They lost a bad one last <laughs> night. Oh, Lordy. I, I didn't watch it. Oof, I turned it off at halftime and <laughs> then I got on my phone. I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways. Um... She's not really a Steelers fan. Anyway, I know, so. but she's in Pittsburgh, so the town is probably crying today. Yeah, it's probably a dark, should. dreary day in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. The weather, the sun's out, but it's dark and dreary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. she commented to me on this thing on Facebook. Uh, have you ever heard of ski ballet? No. Also known as acrostic skiing? No. It wa- It is a wonderful thing, then you should... <laughs> Google it and YouTube video it. Should because, I do it now while sure. you're talking? Okay. Um, and it was, so basically they downhill ski, except for they do it to music and they do like acrobatic tricks on the skis. It's actually, and it was very popular in the 80s. So the music is wonderful. Oh yeah, 1985. Yeah. Uh-huh. Skis of glory. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> the rise and fall and return of ski ballet. Uh, yeah, so wow. it was 
Um, it was kind of part of the freestyle skiing events from the 1960s to 2000. Uh, it was a demonstration Olympic event in um, 1988 and 1992. And then the Olympic Committee decided it was not a sport. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> really? It took a committee to figure that out? And Those are my favorite ones. Like Every once in a while, the Olympics will be like, all right, we were just kidding. <laughs> Curling ain't a sport, guys. That's. I mean, it's still a sport. I'm just. But... <laughs> I'm. I'm providing an example. Yeah. What What were some other like ones? Ribbon is ribbon. It was rhythmic Rib, gymnastics. Ribbon dancing or whatever it was. Is that still part of the Olympics? I don't, I don't think know. so. I'm gonna Google that too. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure rhythmic gymnastics, which was the ribbon gymnastics stuff, um, I don't think that's an Olympic sport anymore either. And it was for a long time. Uh, so anyway, that is my thank you, Margo, for my something interesting. Um, it is wonderfully 80s because that's when it was most popular. And so it's kind of impressive. Some of the stuff they do, like they do flips on their ski poles and they like set their ski poles and then like do a flip. And then they like flip on the top of one ski i don't know like some of it it's a mix of really ridiculous and slightly impressive that's for me anyway can you Im imagine spending your whole life training for a sport like this <laughs> and then like the year before you're in your prime the olympics <laughs> being like yeah we're eh, just it's not a sport anymore. we're not doing it anymore well it they competed in um so just like world ski events until 2000 uh but they only and it wasn't ever an official Olympic sport. It was just in demonstration. So, but anyway, so, that's my. I um, I googled discontinued Olympic sports. Uh -huh. Um, some of them are uh like you you like totally get it. Like they stopped doing baseball and softball because uh, yeah. now they got the, like the World Baseball Classic, motor boating, lacrosse, cricket, <laughs> croquet. Um, how, so, is how is a motor boat? <laughs> Well, in a, a number of ways, but also how is a motorboat a sport that doesn't have any sort of like physical? Dude, I don't even know what we're going to do for our title for this week's talk because we cannot do what we want to do. Uh, so we've got uh, gymnastics on horseback, which is exciting. Uh -huh. uh, running deer shooting that has, has stopped. Um, oh, weightlifting two hand lift. I don't, I don't know. Women's pentathlon. So, so anyways, running deer and dueling pistol. Wow. Yeah, that one should end. Dueling pistol? Are dueling you pistols? Me? How does that work? Rubber bullets or something? Tug of war? <laughs> Plunge for distance? Underwater swimming? <laughs> underwater swimming? Underwater <laughs> swimming. Uh, I, I need to check the validity of this website because underwater swimming sounds like an event that they should still have. It's probably just, it probably means like how long the can you stay the pool? <laughs> But ah. underwater swimming. <laughs> you got those like skinny athletes with like, they don't look like they trained a single day, but their lungs are just <laughs> massive. Oh my gosh. Underwater swimming. Oh, I'm crying. That's so funny. All right. You got anything else in for that, ski ballet? That was it for ski ballet. All right. Ballet. We'll try and include a link, uh, a YouTube link, specifically one that I just found <laughs> that is like, looks like a documentary of sorts about the rise, the fall, and the return of ski ballet, the Forgotten uh, Olympics. The Forgotten Olympics part. That was a good one. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Kudos. Thanks, Mine's going to pale in comparison. <laughs> uh, your favorite late night to late night television host is? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. <clears throat> okay. Oh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's the right answer. The right answer is Conan O'Brien. 
Uh, <laughs> I have been a Conan fan forever. Growing up, that was I. I can't. I couldn't stand Leno. Uh, Letterman was okay, but I really only watched until the top ten, and then I kind of changed after that. But Conan was was the man on on super late night at twelve thirty um, uh, on NBC for a really long time. Then he took over after Leno for a while. Then he got a show on TBS, and unfortunately, I just don't have cable. It's been uh, I haven't watched as much as I would like to. I watch it online occasionally. Uh, but just his personality, nobody makes me laugh harder than him for late-night TV people. Um, and I know he hasn't been the most successful in terms of TV ratings, but I just don't care. Um, he did a, a live tour a few years back after he lost the job. Um, uh, it was it was in between uh, losing the late-night uh, with Conan O'Brien f- after taking over for Leno mm-hmm. and then the TBS thing. They had like a weird, he couldn't, um, the, the show, the actual traveling show was called uh, Legally Not a- Able to Be on Television because he had signed a non-compete clause <laughs> yeah. for a certain amount of time. And so that was his show. And so he did some a live performance in, in Seattle at McCaw Hall. We saw Eddie Vedder was a special musical guest, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so Kylie and I did a date night there. I remember that specifically. That was awesome. Uh, and then uh, he's been doing this TBS thing. And then they just announced that uh, he's going to be taking that show from an hour show down to 30 minutes, down to 25, 30 minutes, doing a, a more, just trying to look at the format going, who's staying up late and has a full hour to give. Like that kind of format of of it just being on just doesn't work. In fact, I think a lot of late night television hosts are trying to figure out Jimmy Fallon's numbers, unfortunately, have been dropping just over across the board. Nobody's really killing it in this area. And they're trying to figure out if it's talent, if it's just we just don't have as good of hosts, or if the actual genre is not as profitable or as necessary or needed or yeah. felt as I as think needed. it's probably a genre thing. Not I think a so too. Thing, yeah. But. Like, and the thing about Jimmy Fallon that he figured out was we're going to do all these weird little things that can be turned into great YouTube clips so that yep. you can follow along on demand as opposed to actually just t- kind of tuning in for the show. So um, it's fun to watch the kind of evolution of late night television and Conan trying to decide for himself, how do I do this? Yeah. Um, so he, and I would say 100% of my late night television viewing is done on YouTube or in clips later on. Right. Yeah. And not, not actually watching the, the show yeah. and even DVR. Like I, I, we don't have a DVR, but our friends do. And they, they record the Fallon show. And I'm, I'm always like, you actually, watch these on DVR and he'll like, I always scan through and see if there's any hosts that we like or anything like that. So it just isn't like, I, well, I'm not really doing anything and I worked a late shift. So now I'm going to come home and watch it. It just doesn't happen anymore. And everything's so on demand. So one of the things that he's doing right now, Conan has uh, shut the show down temporarily. They're going to restart it with a shorter format. He's working on trying to get all of his previous stuff with NBC on demand, knowing that that's the future. Uh, and then also, he just started a brand new podcast called Conan Needs a Friend. Um, <laughs> Which is a great title, by A great the way. title. And it's ba- the concept is he, all of his friends are people that he works for and who, who work for him. And so they kind of have to be his friend because he writes their paychecks. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, and, and it's obviously drawn out. It's, it's more like I've got all these famous friends. So then they, what they do is they bring in somebody famous. They banter around for a while. And then one of the co-hosts asks them, so do you actually think that you could be friends with Conan off script? And it's always probably not. You know, like, <laughs> so his first guest, they're, they're only two episodes in. So you're just getting this in. Uh, Will Ferrell was the first guest, um, which was funny. But uh, and then Kristen Bell was the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably skip the Will Ferrell one. I love Will Ferrell. Um, I feel like the podcast itself is trying to figure out what the format is and it's a little bit choppy and it's like, they're not quite sure exactly what, how to do this. And I don't think his co-hosts are all that funny. Um, and so, uh, 
yeah, I would skip that. I would listen to the Christian Bell one, and then you know, every once in a while, if you're interested in, in laughing a little bit, and well, Christian Bell is delightful. So she was great. Anything she that so she great. does yeah. is going to be awesome. Yeah, um, she had some stuff in there about how uh, she is like sh- like a juice freak, <laughs> and so she had he he's talking and and while they're recording this podcast, she keeps pulling out different bottles of. <laughs> She, like she finishes one off and then she pulls out another and then he's like how many do you have in there she opens her bag and there's like six different juices in there <laughs> he's like do you ever eat i mean you know I, so yeah. it was it was fantastic and and it was fabulous so uh there's several times where i laughed out loud uh listening by myself and anytime that can happen whether it's on a tv show or a movie then then i think it's i think it's worth it worth your time so not to pull you away from this podcast but if you are looking for something yeah. a little bit my mom actually fun. said, uh, I think it was last week, she's like, Megan, I laughed out loud a couple times. <laughs> nice. Good. That's our goal for this one, yeah. too, really. Embarrass yourself in public while you're listening with your headphones and at the coffee shop. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, this next week, we will be back with our Advent series, Advent Week 2. We also have a film and theology night coming up here. I would love to invite you to. We're going to be watching a movie uh, that is a documentary uh, of sorts. It f- features a guy named uh, Rodney Oh, Bingenheimer? Oh, shoot. I forgot his last name. Mm-hmm. He is uh, a radio host for K-Rock, and he's an interesting, crazy, little off dude. And uh, like the documentary of how the rock community, rock and roll community has kind of like accepted him against all odds and made him kind of a hero, even though he's he's just an odd duck. (laughs) And uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, that is December 12th. So not this Wednesday, but the following one here at the theater uh, at 630. We'd love to have you come and check out film and theology. Uh, And then obviously this weekend, uh, 930 and 11, Advent Week 2. Uh, I'll be back speaking. And uh, yeah, exciting stuff. Anything else, Megan? No. Before we let them all go? I don't have anything else. All right. Thanks for listening. However you found us, however you're listening, we are so glad that you are. Uh, You can find us and follow us on social media. Uh, I'm at Brent Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-E-N. Megan is? Meg Bojan, B-E-A-U-J-O-N. There you go. Uh, Or find us, I think we've got a little uh, Say Something Interesting thing, too. We'll try and get more aggressive. Like, I think we have an Instagram. I could be wrong on that. We'll look into it. (laughs) We did some stuff a while ago, Uh, and it's been quiet, but we just need to revive it with some links to... Some ski ballet. <laughs> it's it's and fantastic. Yeah. You really need worth to. Your time. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Have your a great time. week, guys. See you later. Bye.